Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. Today is sports roundup. We're going to be talking football, boxing. Yeah. And my name is Big T. I'm your host, I'm your uncle, I'm your guy. Over the weekend, we saw a great game in boxing. We saw the Gypsy King knocking out our very own Edo boy. Yeah, he's come out to say he's from Edo State. Deontay Wilder. In other matches, in other sports, we saw France lifting the United Nations, the UEFA Nations League tournament. They won. And we're going to be having a story on Neymar and, of course, Newcastle as well. Stay with me and don't go anywhere. My name is Big T. Don't forget that. Now, on Sunday morning, we saw the fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. The Gypsy King. That was a rematch. The last one ended in a draw and they had to have a rematch. And the Gypsy King defeated Tyson. Defeated Deontay Wilder, I beg your pardon. He knocked him out in the 11th round. And he said, in his usual fashion, Thank you, my Lord Jesus, my Lord and Savior Jesus. I give God the glory and he gives me the victory. I mean, you've got to love a man who keeps returning everything, who keeps thanking God. I mean, he always finds a way to preach God in whatever he does. Yeah. And I think it works for him. I'm looking, really looking forward to the game between Fury and Joshua. That game is going to be the bomb. And then again, I might also just take up boxing. You, know? just, you might just see me in the ring with, with Tyson Fury anytime soon. <laughs> it will punch my face. Well, I might just start with mature boxing and just you know, throw a few jabs and throw a few punches. Yeah, yeah. And if you try me, I will come for you. <laughs> Moving on to other things. The UEFA Nations League final between France and Spain. It was a beautiful game to watch. That game had the likes of Karim Benzema, Kylian Mbappé for France, Antoine Griezmann. And um, Paul Pogba, Rafael Varane. Well, he couldn't complete that game. He left with injuries. And for Spain, we had the most underrated defender and midfielder, if you ask me, in the world, Sergio Busquets for Spain. And they had Gavi, the young star from Barcelona. They had Rodrigo. They had Ferran Torres. So many amazing players for Spain. That game was beautiful. But in the first half, it was quite quiet. Um... I think they were both reserved, they were you know, following tactics and everything. And in the second half, we saw the game lit up. Spain scored the first goal and in less than two minutes, Benzema gave them a reply. I mean, because of his hot form, Didier Deschamps had to bring Benzema out of international... Uh, what's the word I should put? Because his international career had been put on hold since the 2014 World Cup. And yes, international banishment, that's the word I should use. They brought him back and he's been lit. He scored in the semi-final. He also scored in the final. In the Euros, he was fantastic for them. Karim Benzema, great guy. You've got to absolutely love him. And I love him. After that, to equalize, Kylian Mbappe, who had had a quiet game, scored. Quite calm and collected. He scored the winning goal. I mean, the 
Spanish players thought he was an offside, but the ball just went off Eri Garcia and you know footballers. They could not just they could not call that off because it was a clear goal. And so France won that game 2-1 and Sergio Busquets was crowned player of the finals. Yeah, because of his amazing display. Controlled the midfield in the semi-finals and in the finals he was also fantastic. And he begs the question. What changes when he goes to play for Barcelona? Because you don't you see them, they play badly under Ronald Coleman, to be honest. And I don't know, I've always clamored that I think the coach is the problem. Because I don't think other Spanish clubs have better players than Barcelona. No, they don't. But what happens? Why can't they dominate as usual the Barcelona we know? And you've seen it already. I think the coach is the problem. So maybe he needs to work on his tactics or they probably need to change the coach. I don't know. I'm not calling for the coach to be sacked. I'm just saying. Well, we're not talking about Barcelona today. Nah, we're not talking about Barcelona. Moving on! Congratulations to France for lifting the UEFA Nations League. Yeah, congratulations to them. They're still conquering the world. The Super Eagles. <laughs> I'm talking about the World Cup qualifiers. They lost to Central African Republic on Thursday. Yes, they did. I remember I reported that game on Wednesday. And they lost at the Teslin Balogun Stadium. That was shocking to the world. If no, but the Central African Republic scored that goal in the 90 minutes. And to be honest to the Super Eagles, they controlled the game. Well... They dominated. I think they couldn't move the ball around well. Maybe because our midfielders were injured. I mean, Alex Iwobi has been injured. Wilfred Ndidi didn't feature. Genekari Otebo also could not feature. Ikeana Cho got injured in the first half. So, maybe that affected the coach's tactics. I do not know. But that's not an excuse. Yes, I know there are no minions in football anymore. But Central African Republic coming to beat the Super Eagles of Nigeria. At the Teslin Balogun Stadium, Lagos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, football. Beautiful game. Anything can happen. And I guess that's what happened. Well, the Super Eagles redeemed themselves by beating Central Africa, Africa Republic 2-0. Also in the backyard. Well, an eye for an eye, they say. But after the game in Lagos, people were calling for the coach to be sacked. And I'm like, nah, people should calm down. Because I remember before this guy came, Nigerians actually we actually found it difficult qualifying for for tournaments. I would I remember vividly how we have to go back to our calculators and start permutations. But since he's been coach of Nigeria, I haven't done any permutations in a while. And I've not had to go to my calculators in a while. So I think I'm quite okay with him being there for now. Yes, we want more, but I think I'm okay with getting a role for now. Yes, I am. Let him be there, please. Thank you very much and God bless you. <laughs> Moving on to other stories. This player, on his day, he's the third best footballer in the world. I say third because there's, of course, Mercy and Ronaldo. You know, I used to say this thing. I used to say there are three kinds of players in the world. There's Mercy and Ronaldo. There's Neymar, Santos Jr. And then there's the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Neymar. Neymar has come out to say he might just be retiring from international football at the end of the 2022 World Cup because he feels his body might not be able to carry him. He's going to be 30 by the 2022 World Cup. He's going to be at the peak of his footballing career. And by 2026 World Cup, he will be 34. And he thinks, 
he might not be there anymore so he will just be bowing out presently he's eight goals away from equaling Pele's record of all-time goal scorer for international football for brazil and who else do you think can beat that record if not neymar pele absolutely adores this guy pele absolutely loves neymar he says it's difficult to see neymar without his smile and his smile just has a way of affecting you positively well i hope i don't stop seeing neymar play for brazil in the 2014 World Cup, he had a beautiful tournament until he got injured. And of course, we know what Germany did to Brazil in that quarterfinal competition. It was terrible, my God. No, it was the semi-final. Yeah, in that semi-final match, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Ha, ah, Neymar. On his day, he can be the best footballer in the world. And when he decides to be frustrating, when he decides to have a bad game, he can also be so frustrating. That's Neymar for you, but he's a joy to watch. He embarrasses players for fun. Absolutely love the guy. Great guy. Moving on to other stories, there's been a shakedown in the Premier League. Newcastle United, they now have new owners. And these guys are super rich. I mean, if you thought the owners of Manchester City were rich, well, now you've got to look for another word to call the new owners of Newcastle United. Those guys are absolutely rich. And Newcastle fans were seen celebrating at the club stadium after hearing this club had been taken. Their club had been taken over. Yeah. It was in a 300 million pounds deal. And trust me, the Premier League, they are not ready. I look forward to seeing how their transfer policy is going to be at the start of next season i mean the kind of players they're going to be recruiting their coach i expect things to change maybe not radically but i expect things to change at newcastle because the new owners are of course they're not going to want to spend so much money on the club and expect the club not to do well so might be having a new top six i mean they've already pushed arsenal out of it or might be having a top seven who knows who knows but i expect that alan Shearer. Their legend would be absolutely happy at this new development. So instead of seeing Newcastle struggling or battling relegation, you now see them contesting for the titles. Absolutely love it. Football. <laughs> the beautiful game. That's all we have for you today. Thank you for listening. And please leave a comment. Whichever platform you get to see this, on Instagram, on Twitter, WhatsApp, don't stop commenting. Because it is your comments that make me know you are actually listening to this. And what would encourage me and steer me to do more. Thank you very much for listening. And God bless you. I absolutely love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And this podcast is nothing without you. Thank you very much. Have a great day.